Hey guys, welcome to a long-awaited uh, new episode. Yeah, I haven't recorded an episode in quite a while. Um, I did maybe like a month ago, but um, I kind of scrapped that one. I just needed to add the um, outro part of it, but then I was like thinking about it and I decided not to post it in the end or not to finish editing it and post it. Um, I'm just, I feel like this has been kind of a very up and down uh, point in my life. Um, right now I'm not in a good space at all and hopefully in the future all of this will change. I feel very, I'm not gonna lie guys, I feel very scared for myself right now. I know, what a bummer way to start out this podcast. I didn't, I didn't expect to come on here and like spill my guts. I was actually gonna be very positive um, today. But so, um, lots of things have changed since the last published podcast. I no longer am unemployed. That's like a woo for me, but I mean, I don't know how long that's going to last. Um, yeah, that's one of my issues right now. And I, you know, I, I have another job at a call center type job and it's eating me alive. So if I sound off or, um, you know, I'm just not, I'm just not doing well, period right now. But uh, yeah, I, I refuse to make that or to have for that to drag me down because I am a fighter and I'm sure you guys are fighters as well. You guys fight every day, I'm sure. At least I hope some of you can relate to my struggle right now, even as vague as I'm willing to go with this. But yeah, so I did get a job. I won't say where. I just, you know, after, you know, turning a certain age, I realized I shouldn't air or say specifically where I work. But I, I do work at a call center type job. And yeah, so I am currently employed. I didn't go back to school this year, which I'm a little bit upset at myself about, but not so much. I mean, I can just pick up next year, which next year is, you know, in a couple of months. So that's not so bad. And yeah, basically, I haven't been doing much. I started to, but then I petered off just because I just felt the weight of life crushing me down slowly. And I ended up sleeping for a long period of time and not actually sleeping but like laying in bed and not wanting to get up which is completely different than sleeping because at least with sleeping I feel like I would be re-energized and get my um shit together basically but I have just been laying in bed until a crazy amount of time you know like 11 11 30 a.m which maybe some of you already uh, sleep till that time. But I, for me, that's like a whole chunk of my day lost because my job starts at 11.30 a.m. So that's not great. And I'm going to sleep relatively late too. And on top of that, just my sleep is, hasn't been great. I've been waking up at random hours in the morning and it's been very difficult for me to go back to sleep. Um, one of the changes that I have made, though, is that I'm no longer an Android user. I'm an iPhone user, which I never thought I would be. But hey, here we are trying new things. Um, I absolutely hate it. I don't know how you guys 
dealt with this the whole entire time because I know some of you have had iPhones since the beginning of time, but it it is baffling to me how some of you guys survived not using Android this whole time. Although, to be fair, um, if you end up sticking to one phone model, it's really hard for you to venture out of it. So totally get it. Totally get, you know, you don't know what you have unless or what's that saying? Like, you don't know what you have until it's gone, but not not in that way. It's just, you just don't know what you guys had because you've always used an iPhone is what I'm trying to say. And, um, you know, the customization sucks. Adding a ringtone seems like the biggest chore in the world because apparently adding and taking out media is reduced to photos on the iPhone and you have to do all sorts of tricks to do that with any other type of media so that's the thing uh customization uh ha is really lacking and this la latest uh ios 16 update made it so that there would be a little bit more customization but honestly not a lot uh android completely trumps iphone in customization and there's no split screen i don't know how you guys haven't burnt down apple headquarters because not having a split screen is crazy to me. Like I would do, I would multitask my little ADHD brain or ADD brain. I haven't been officially diagnosed. I'm self-diagnosing here. Um, my little ADD brain needed to do two tasks at the same time. And um, now I can't do that. Um, at least they added the picture-in-picture -picture YouTube thing, which when I first got it, I did not have that option. So that's baffling to me. There was no picture-in-picture, picture. I couldn't do split-screen, customization was the worst, and adding any type of ringtone, also the worst. On top of that, see, look at all of these issues that I'm listing. You guys are insane. Um, on top of that, the uh, media uh, volume slider things, you can't customize. So you can't, with Android, you can put the YouTube volume all the way up and you can do the call volume all the way down and you can just kind of play with different types of volumes on your Android. But this is just a universal, you know, everything is loud or everything is really low and it doesn't matter how that's, you know, that's affecting your output or input. Anyways, um, if you are currently on an old Android and you're looking to upgrade, I would say maybe stick with like a better Android model. I enjoy the iPhone just because it hasn't been lagging. It hasn't been freezing, which Androids, they do that. So I get why um, some people, including me, would want to change to an iPhone because it's just more seamless. But, you know, I, I don't know. If you're okay with losing all of that, the split screen, the uh, media sliders, the customization, all of that, if you're okay with losing that, excuse me, hold on. Ooh, sorry, I had something stuck in my throat. Um, if you're okay with losing all of that, that's, you know, that's your decision and that was my decision. Um, I'm, I'm okay though with the iPhone. I mean, there's, at least there's more cases available for it. Uh, I, f I found that Android was really, it was really hard to find cases, at least in physical stores. Online, it was like also kind of a chore, but you know. That, that's another thing. So yeah, uh, besides me now being part of the iPhone family, ew, and me being employed, 
double ill. Not really much has changed. I mean, I tried posting some YouTube videos and I still have a few that I need to edit. I just feel like I'm very disorganized and, you know, me wanting to post more podcasts because I felt like that was such a good way for me to post things because I just, it's so minimal, the editing of it. Like, I don't need to add visuals. I don't need to, I mean, there is cutting here and there. Obviously, I need to, I can't just post it raw. Trust me, it's, yeah, if you listen to a podcast, there is a lot of editing involved. And if there isn't, it's because they've been doing it for such a long time. And they've have it down pat where that you don't have to edit out all the ums and the silences. Um, See, there, there you go. So yeah, that's, that's that. And I just haven't been feeling very productive. I tried getting into TikTok because I'm like, okay, so YouTube videos, ideally, they should be at least 10 to 15 minutes long. And I can do that. But again, that takes so much time. And with my new full time job, I just felt like I couldn't keep up. And so, you know, TikTok is like few, you know, a few seconds. But with TikTok, I'm like showing my face and I'm not super confident with my face right now. Not that I think I'm ugly um, because I'm not because I'm really hot and whatever. But uh, yeah, just my acne has been flaring up recently. And um, I, as someone that never has had acne before, especially in high school, um, I got acne in my 20s. It's been it's been tough. I didn't realize how much, you know, having acne on your face really kills your self-esteem. Because before I used to be like, oh, like nobody's really staring that closely at your face if you have acne or like I just I didn't understand why people were so self-conscious of their acne when I didn't really notice it on them. But when you have it, it's very it it is it it brings down your self-esteem and you just don't want people to see your face. And I, I get it now. And I feel like like a witch cursed me just so I can be put in uh, their shoes and to empathize <laughs> with people who have acne. Lesson learned, witch. Uh, you can undo the hex now because I understand. I, I have empathy for them now. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is kind of a beauty and beast kind of situation, I feel like. So uh, I, I did learn my lesson. If, if you're listening, um, if the witch is out there, but, um, yeah, I just, I'm not talking about like the occasional pimple on your chin or on your forehead or on your nose or anything. I'm talking about like just this type of acne that kind of just sits there on your face and it, there's like a rough texture to it and it's like red and irritated and it's like, it kind of blossoms into pimples and then it kind of goes down but it kind of just stays there like I've never had acne like that before and it's like on both of my cheeks it used to be on my right cheek and people would say that's because your pillow is dirty or I don't know it's mostly the pillow if it's on one side of your face right but that's that that wasn't the case with me like I would change my pillowcase constantly and it's not like I would uh not clean it so, like so often but now it's on both of my cheeks more so on my right one than my left one but now they're on both of them and the pimples have migrated to my chin and a few on my forehead my forehead used to that used to be my problem area in high school like I used to get the occasional pimples on my forehead but never really so much on my chin and then now now I'm getting chin 
like pimples it's it's so i don't know what's going on like it's crazy and i recently started birth control and everyone was like oh yeah your acne will get better when you're on birth control and that wasn't the case either <laughs> and if anything i feel like it's making it worse i'm not sure what's going on with my body right now but yeah that's that's the acne update with me um yeah so it it doesn't feel weird to be back uh actually it just I just feel like I don't have much to talk about because before I used to I don't know I, I used to be more in tune with the outside world even though I wasn't really going outside a lot at all nothing really has changed maybe a little because now my full-time job is sitting in here all day for eight hours a week however many whatever eight times seven is <laughs> or eight times five I mean uh 45 45 hours is my math great yeah my math is shitty but yeah I'm gonna say uh 45 hours a week and yeah I just don't leave the house and it's really I guess getting to me it's kind of depressing and I feel like I'm not taking advantage of my life right now. I, I just feel really stagnant. I feel like my face is full of acne. I feel tired. And this job is really getting me down. Some advice for you guys out there. If you tried one job, like let's say it's, I don't know, like healthcare, right? Like you started off as a nurse or something or I feel like that's too extreme of an example let's say you are I don't know it's like a good entry-level job I just keep thinking of customer service jobs I'm just gonna go with an example like that so let's say you work customer service like physically in person at a grocery store um I guess cashiers are customer service yes they are they talk to the public so let's say you're a cashier and you're like wow I hate this job I would rather blow my brains out than keep working here and when you finally get out of there when you finally get out of that job don't go looking for that job even though you're desperate for a job like I was I was unemployed for about seven months and I was about to lose my health insurance and I was kind of desperate for any type of job and I was applying for jobs left and right and obviously since I have experience with customer service the only jobs that would I would get call callbacks from or the only jobs that I would really apply to because I knew I had a better chance of getting it were customer service jobs and if you find yourself in that position if you're like I hate this job I would rather kill myself than work this job again and you're desperate for another job Maybe it's my privilege talking, or if you do have this privilege, I would highly, highly recommend against doing it. Like, don't put yourself in that desperation mindset and say, okay, I need a job. Like, just, you know, and you're, and you're like, okay, even if it's working at, I don't know, like, Whole Foods or uh, the pet store, Petco, Petco. Or anything like anything that is putting you in that cashier's position and you're like, I know how that job is. I hate it, but I need it. And I know I can do better this time. You are lying to yourself 
straight up like don't even don't even apply to those jobs anymore because you know you're gonna hate it and the second time around you're gonna hate it even more because all of the things that were bothering you from your previous job they're just gonna follow you to your current job and then you're gonna feel really bad about it because now that you committed yourself to training and being in that job it's it's like you feel really trapped and I, that's that's what's going on with me right now I'm um, speaking from personal experience listen if you you know if if you're like okay a teacher let's say and you're like wow fuck this I fuck them kids I don't want to deal with kids I hate kids I just realized that like I love teaching people but I hate going into the into a classroom and teaching kids they're awful I hate my job like and if you somehow get laid off or like you leave and you're desperate for another job and you know that the only job that will accept you back are like teaching jobs don't don't I'm here to tell you do not fall into the temptation I know you're going to be tempted to but you know and I know that you are going to hate doing that job and um you just need to learn from life you need to learn there's things that you hate and there are things that you don't hate and if you stay in a place that you hate then you won't ever get to explore the things that you might like like for example me I don't know what I like I've only had customer service jobs I mean I had one document processor job and I really like that but it's it was really temporary and I'm not gonna lie maybe I wasn't that good at it I guess because I'm like really distracted and my eyes kind of cross over when I start reading like a huge line of paragraphs and stuff like that. But I, I love the job. You know, I didn't have to talk to anybody. I was just minding my own business. I did my own stuff. I didn't feel like I was micromanaged. I, I liked it. So any job like that, like, please, I'm calling out to the universe. I want a job like that. But I already knew right off the bat from being from working customer service before that I hated customer service. I hate talking to customers. I think customers are stupid. The customer is always wrong in my opinion. And I feel like that's that should be the universal rule that the customer is always wrong. If you ever were a customer, you are wrong. Yes, I, I as a customer, when I go out to a store or a restaurant or anything, I'm in the wrong. You are in the right. Um, again, granted, um, this isn't a blanket statement. There's some employees that are really shit. Like, they're really mean. Yeah, that does, that's not applying to you guys. I'm talking about, like, the average base level Joe or people that go over and beyond. Like, trust me, you, you I am below you. You are right. I am wrong. Whew, had to catch my breath there for a second. Oh, my God. I always forget to breathe when I'm talking on these podcasts. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah basically I hate customer service I'm never going back and I'm barely hanging on a thread at this one so lesson learned universe I understand it was the only job that really called me back and it, it it's just because I was applying to work at home positions that's why and the other jobs you know as someone without a degree, and I don't want to say you need a degree to get a good job but sometimes you know you have to take the L and just get some type of degree because either they accept your degree or they accept experience and it's really hard to get experience when the jobs that you want to get into require a certain amount of experience and 
now with my resume, it just shows that I only have customer service experience. So it's really hard to pivot without some type of degree. And I'm finding it very hard. So I'm thinking about going to a temp agency. I'm thinking about going back to college to study marketing. And, you know, I can go on a whole rant about why I chose marketing, um, mostly because I took one of those uh, competency, what do they call it? They're like a uh, like customer tests or career tests. There you go. They're like career tests and they test your personality. And I took one that I really enjoyed because there's some that are like, well, do you work, do you enjoy working alone? And you're like, yeah. It's like, oh, well, do you enjoy uh, teaching? Uh, no. It's like you can obviously tell what type of jobs they're referring to when when you're taking the test and it's like, okay, like I know I don't want to be a police officer. Like, I'm going to choose no. And they're like, oh, you know, congratulations. This is what you want to be. And usually it says artist. And then at the bottom, it'll be like police officer. And it's like, no shit. I know that. But I just I want to know what other jobs fit my personality. And yeah, marketing seems to be digital marketing. Marketing specifically seems to be one that keeps popping up. And um, because they they check all of my non-negotiables for my jobs. Look at me learning learning vocabulary and non-negotiables. I feel so smart. Yeah, so my non-negotiables, if you don't know what that is, it's things that you do not negotiate when you're looking for a job. So for me, it's work at home. Like that is on, like I cannot take that off the table. I'm not going to go to an office to work. I'm sorry. That's just not in my plans, my uh, past, present, or future. So I'm not doing that. My second non-negotiable is that I want... I don't want to work with customers. That's that's not what I'm about. I'm not going to talk to customers. I refuse to. I will talk to like other coworkers. I'll talk to colleagues. Um, I might even talk to like other people from other businesses, anything like that. But talking to customers specifically for a company in hopes of getting them customer care, I do not care about the customer enough to do that. And it, it is morally emotionally physically and mentally draining for me and I know what you're thinking physically how is it physically draining for you and to that I will say physically because I literally feel my heart racing whenever I'm answering calls and I know you're like that's like emotionally but when you start feeling pains in your body like chest pains headaches just joint pain in general that you believe that is stemming from the stress that's coming from your job, that is physical damage, baby. That is like your HP is taking a hit every time you're doing the job. So yes, it is physically exhausting and damaging to me to be answering calls from customers. So that is another one of my non-negotiables. And I think I had a list written here. Let me get that. Because I love writing on pieces of paper. Uh, where did I write my list? Oh, a flexible schedule. That is another one of my non-negotiables. So I don't really thrive when I, or when a company is like, okay, you have to clock in at like 9 a.m. and you clock out at like 5 p.m. Like I, I can't, I don't thrive like that. Like if you're measuring my work by how many hours I work, then 
babe, you're going to get the least amount of work from me. But if you're like, hey, here's the deadline and um, I need you to get this done by next week or in three weeks. And I'm like, okay, I will I will do that because there are some days where I'm more productive where I will be like, oh, I am working a 12 hour day or whatever, right? Because I'm like insane like that. Like there's some days where I get this push of energy and I'm like, yes, I want to get all of it done. And there's some days where I'm like moderate. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll get it done. You know, I'll work on this for like, you know, five, six hours and then I'll take a break because I just, I'm not really feeling it. And there are some days where it's like, I can't think about this. Like I, I need to lay down because this is too much for me. As long as I would be able to get that within the deadline, you know, I'm fine. I work better that way. And that's one of my non-negotiables. And I, I can't, I just can't work on a fixed schedule and then just requesting time. It's, it's just awful. That's one of my non-negotiables. I won't go into it. And my other non-negotiable is feeling valued for my skill set. So I don't, whenever I explain policies to customers, it's like they want to fight against me. Like, they're like, okay, but you're stupid and I'm smart and what I'm saying is correct. Then I have to be like, okay, well, you're not smart. You're stupid and I am smart because I was trained in this and you're not. That's why you're on the other end of the line and that's why you're calling into me. I didn't call you. So I want to feel valued in the knowledge that I have. So when I tell or advise or give somebody that direction, like if I'm versed in my career or in my line of work, then you know I know my shit. And if you don't like it, then you can find another person or another company that is versed in their work. And you can see what fits for you because if you don't fit within our company, then you might fit better in another one. That's totally fine. But that's that's what I want. I want people I want to feel like the uh my colleagues or like the people that I work with are like going to be receptive to what I say. So those are my non-negotiables. I think I'm supposed to have like five, but that's so far what I have just because I haven't had really much experience anywhere else and I would like to expand that. So as for like any fun stuff, sorry, I think I just went on like a whole long rant about work and where I'm at right now. But as for like any fun stuff, I have been um, just watching shows after work. I started watching Abbott Elementary. It's okay. I mean, it's like a background type of show. I, I like it. It's it's like cleanses my brain. But surprisingly, um, Solar Opposites. Uh, I know you, you guys are probably like, oh, ew, like the, the Rick and Morty uh, creator, just Justin Voylan. He, that show is so funny. I freaking love that show. I, I even watched the Halloween special. It's it's so good. I hope the uh, next season comes out because I don't want to miss it. I love Solar Opposites. It, it's such a funny show. I would watch that 10 times over than watching Rick and Morty. It's it's up my alley. Um, I tried watching Little Demon, or I think that's what the show's name is. It's that girl that has Satan for a father and her mom is like a witch. And I fell off of it. I like the premise and the art style isn't bad. I don't know. Maybe it's like the humor about it. It doesn't really resonate with me. The story is pretty good. I don't know. I 
maybe I still have some episodes to watch, but I kind of put that on the back burner to watch Abbott Elementary, which says a lot. So I don't know, not really one of my favorite adult animation shows so far. I should probably give it another chance, though. I really want to. I mean, Danny DeVito voices the girl's dad. I don't even remember the names. <laughs> but yeah, Danny DeVito voices the girl's dad. And I think Danny DeVito's wife or something? I don't know. I, I Both of them are named DeVito in the credits for the voice actors. So clearly it's like Danny DeVito and his wife. Does Danny DeVito have a wife? I wish I would look these things up before I talk, but that's why you guys are here. But yeah, I, I really love Little Demon. Little Demon is, is, I mean, I don't love Little Demon. See, I'm all over the place. Like my brain is mush, but yeah, it's, it's okay, I guess. Uh, Solar Opposites, I highly recommend. I probably should have saved that for my Izzy's uh, movie recommendations. Uh, yeah, that, that's what it's called, right? Izzy's music recommendations. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't recorded in such a long time. I probably should have saved it for that. But um, I guess I'll start the segment now, actually. Izzy's music recommendations. Yeah, I haven't seen any movies lately because I'm not in the mindset to watch movies. Um, I did end up watching Licorice Pizza. Maybe I didn't. I don't think I talked about that yet. Did I? I love licorice pizza. I don't care. I, I know when it first came out, TikTok was like, oh, it's like inappropriate. Like the main character is older and the other character is younger and they have like this thing going on. It's such a good, you guys should watch it. Just, just think about how you watch cinema. Uh, like, okay. Uh, people that like Marvel stuff, like put that in a box. Like, Okay, close your eyes. Like, for real, close your eyes right now. Unless you're driving. Like, don't close your eyes. Keep your eyes wide open. Please be alert. But if you are in your room, if you're not driving or operating any heavy machinery, close your eyes. Like, right now. Okay, good. You have them closed? Okay. So, imagine, like, a box. Like, a like one of those plastic boxes that you put, like, Christmas decorations in. Okay, good. So, you have that. And it has a red lid, too. So, you open it. And it opens, right? Put all of the Marvel movies that you saw, just put them in neatly there. And while you're at it, grab the um, the Marvel shows, like uh, the, the one with the, one of the Olsen twins. Or, she's not a twin, but you get what I'm saying. Like, put that in there. Good. Okay. Now, just shut the lid and just chuck it, chuck it out. You know, whew, just chuck it out into the ocean, over a cliff, off a bridge. We're just throwing it out there. In, in the void, maybe in your mind, it's like this vast void. I would just grab it and just chuck it out. Good, okay. Now think of all, you can open your eyes again, sorry. I just, yeah, that's just a visual thing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, now think about all the movies that you watched that were objectively good. Um, it doesn't, it, it's like, it could be mainstream. I'm not talking about like, you know, Fellini films or like black and white films. Like it could be anything. I don't know. Like the Kristen Stewart movie that was like a Princess Diana movie. Uh, Spencer. Spencer. That, that's the name. Spencer. Um, you can think of the movie Nope. Um, what other movies? Uh, Midsummer. 
that's a good one. Just like, you know, movies that people were talking about and then you were like, oh, yeah, that's good. And it counts as cinema. Um, Lady Bird, that's a good one. Yeah, just things like that. Bodies, 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 which, by the way, I need to watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I will talk about that in my next Izzy's movie recommendations. Yeah, I really want to watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Rachel Sennett is, uh, I've been following her from her, like, alternative comedy routines and stuff like that, but I'm so happy to see her acting. Like, yes, um, when she was in Shiva Baby, I was like, she's going places. She's, like, one of my favorites. That's a tangent, but, yeah, just think of, think of good movies, even, like, old good movies, like The Breakfast Club. Oh, Mad Max, that's a good movie. Fury Road, I mean. Uh, also, the other Mad Maxes, but specifically Fury Road, if we're talking contemporary movies, um, you know, movies like that cool you got your good movies in your head so think of think of like you know like Kill Bill like you're not actually watching you're not like yes I love the violence yes Quentin Tarantino give me the feet the blood the chopping off the top of the head of uh, Oren Ishii or I don't know uh Inglorious Bastards or wow I can't believe I can't think of the word the one where, where like uh stuck in the middle with you by the wheelers damn my memory anyways uh where he cuts off his ear or once upon a time in hollywood where it's like uh brad pitt or was it leo leo dicaprio like lights up that anyways what i what i'm getting at is you're watching movies to experience things or experience a story that the movie director wants to tell you so even if it's uncomfortable, even if the subject matter is violent, like um, with Midsummer, it was dealing with breakups and cults. And at, at the core of it, it was about it was a breakup movie. It was a brutal breakup movie between two people. And you're seeing the story that they want you to see. And whether you agree with that or not, that's completely different. But the fact that you got to experience something from another human's different perspective and point of view, I think that's beautiful and unique and something that should be valued. And I think you shouldn't shut your brain off to any new experiences. It's like when you're reading a book, right? Like Fiddler on the Roof or um, I don't know, like any other type of book. You can tell I haven't read a book in a million years. Okay, like, I don't know, The Count of Monte Cristo. I'm naming uh, required reading books now, like The Great Gatsby or whatever. Like, even if you don't like these books, you, like, you expanded your mind. You exposed yourself to different points of view. So this is something that you should, like, with movies, it's even more so because it's visual and you can take it all in. And it's the way movies are made. It's such a miracle that we can even experience things like this. And this is the mindset that you should have when you're watching movies like Licorice Pizza or things that deal with sensitive subject matters. Maybe even um, The Girl in the Dragon Tattoo. I think it had like a sexual assault scene or even, um, you know, like a very, um, am I allowed to say? Oh, anyways, uh, it had very str uh, strong scene in it. Just different, different movies that have that. Like, why don't you just expose yourself and expand your mind and even if you don't agree with what's going on on screen just seeing the story for what it is and I feel like if you walk watch licorice pizza I would just put aside all the politics that you've 
seen on Twitter and read on TikTok and stuff where people are like, oh, age gaps are problematic, this and that. Like, just put that aside for now and just experience things as a human. There are so many human experiences that um, are unpleasant or uncomfortable or things that you can relate to reluctantly. Like, like I'm sure you guys have related to some type of struggle one way or another, even though you weren't supposed to. Like, let's take Breaking Bad, for example. If you're related to, like, Walter wanting to provide for his family, even though he, you know, the the American healthcare system kind of fucked him over to put him where he's at right now, even if he was using that as an excuse because he was always an asshole, let's be real. Like, maybe there's a part of you that can relate. You're like, oh, yeah, like, I've been fucked over by the medical system. Like, sometimes you just want to take on this fantasy revenge in your head or like, uh, you know, things like that. So you can put some of your experiences into some other people's shoes and you can relate or empathize or even have your mind expand and be like, oh, I never thought of it that way. That is how you should be watching Licorice Pizza. And it's such a beautiful story. And I, I don't know. It's just so, I love it. It's it's perfect for me. I, I, like, I love Licorice Pizza. I will definitely be re-watching it. And I think, uh, yeah, I mentioned that I wanted to see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. But yeah, those are my movie recommendations and show recommendations. Please watch Solar Opposites. Totally worth it. And that's really all I have to say <laughs> for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to me ramble on. I know this is a little bit disjointed and you guys were probably expecting a little bit something more meaty, but it's I'm just not feeling meaty. I'm feeling uh, PC. I feel like I'm like chopped up into little pieces and just scattered about. So yeah, I promise I'll have a more structured show. And I, I honestly, again, I want to venture out and do interviews with people that interest me. And if that starts with my own friends, then so be it. Because I am, I think my friends are interesting, even though I don't talk to anybody because I isolate myself through periods of time, especially when I'm going through mental turmoil. I'll just, um, I'll isolate myself and I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to get too personal. Anyways, uh, again, thank you guys so much for watching and for watching. What the hell? This isn't a YouTube video. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye.